What's up, guys? It is Coasters and Things here today, and welcome back to another episode of The Thrill Life. Today, me and Nick, we've been away for a few weeks, but we're back. And we're going to start off by talking about my recent trip to Missouri and Arkansas. Yeah, so you went to... You drove and you flew, so you want to talk a little bit about that? (laughs) Yeah, so actually... Um, I didn't actually drive my own car. I took a groom shuttle to the Nashville airport. I flew to St. Louis, changed planes in St. Louis, and then flew to Kansas City, got a rental car, and started my journey there. First park was Worlds of Fun? Yeah. Before that, though, I actually, real quick, had this, like, I think it was called Power Play Arcade. They had a Python pit kitty coaster there that was actually pretty well-themed. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, I forgot you did that. So a little plus one. For about five minutes, yeah. And then I went to (laughs) Worlds of Fun. I actually went there on a Thursday night for a Halloween haunt. I got very lucky that they were open on a Thursday night. And the Kansas City Chiefs game was going on that night, which helped the crowds not be as bad there that night. There you go. Yeah, that's true. And you opted to buy Fastlane, which I texted you was a smart move because knowing from experience, amusement parks, the most crowded time of year to go, no matter what night or what day of the week you go, is the fall. Everyone loves Halloween events. That is true. And really, the only ride I really needed it for was Zambezi Zinger. All the other coasters I could have gotten away without fast lane with. I went for Zambezi Zinger. Of course, I had to. So that's their new for 2023 GCI wooden coaster uh it has the spiral lift hill which looks looks cool but it's more of a novelty thing if i'm completely honest yeah i could see that it's cool though because it's you know it's paying homage to the original zambezi zinger and it's the only would you still call it a wooden coaster i guess it is yeah Yeah, it's mostly wood yeah first wooden coaster to have a spiral lift hill so that's pretty cool Mm mm-hmm but um it's also the first GCI to use the new Infinity Flyer trains. I went in thinking these were going to be similar to the Millennium Flyer trains that they've been using since 1999. These are not at all like Millennium Flyer trains and not in a good way. <laughs> yes, these can go upside down, unlike the Millennium Flyers, but they are padded very hard on the seats. The seats aren't very comfortable and the lap bars come down so tight on your legs they're like sky rush and impulse bad i could see it i could see it overall do you think zambezi zinger's still a good ride though like it's, nate was not a big fan it's still a pretty good ride i'll say though family coaster what family coaster that ride is intense okay but right. when, well, my first ride was in the front row when we came back in the brake run it broke down so we were sitting on the brake run in pain for 15 minutes do they advertise it as a family coaster? I know some enthusiasts yes. call it one, but... yeah, Yes, they advertise it as a family coaster. And I'm, let me tell you, it is not a family coaster. It is intense. It's rougher than it should be, though, for a brand new wooden coaster. It's rougher than it should be. So what's there, three woodies then at Worlds of Fun? Yeah, there are now, yeah. Nice. Cool. Next up was um, Boomerang. 
I'm not going to say much about this. It's another Vekoma boomerang. Uh, the brakes on this one hit very hard at the end. I'll say, though, it's not as bad as the one at Six Flags St. Louis. That one is way worse for Vekoma boomerangs. Yeah, I haven't heard great things about that one. I think the worst boomerang I've ridden, though, is it might be the one at Six Flags New England, which it's like night and day. They're both called Flashback, but the one at Great Escape is really good, and then the one at New England is horrible. What's it called? Is it just called Boomerang? Which one? At Worlds of Fun? Yeah. Yeah, it's just called Boomerang, yeah. (laughs) Next up was um, Spinning Dragons. This is identical to Pandemonium at the Six Flags parks. I'll say, though, I think I may like this a little better than Pandemonium. I found it a tad smoother, and I thought it spun better. You said in your vlog, go check out the vlog if you haven't seen it already. Yeah. Uh, you do still prefer the Mauer spinners like Laugh Track, though. Yeah, the Mauer spinners are still better than the Gerslauer spinners, I feel. They're smoother, and the spinning on them feels better when you actually spin because you're facing outwards, not inwards. Right, right. After that, and actually, I didn't use the fast lane for spinning dragons because I couldn't even find it until I got off, and then I realized the exit was the fast lane. Yeah, that's how it is for some rides at Cedar Point as well. I think Dorney also. Um, Yeah, it's pretty bizarre, honestly, that they do it like that. But yeah, what was it like on the whole other side? Yeah, I didn't even see it. Makes sense. Uh, That was the longest I waited for anything, and it was only about 15 minutes. Okay, that's not bad. Next was Patriot, the B&M Inverticoaster. Uh, I'll say this is probably a lower tier B&M invert. Uh, it doesn't bring the forces that most of the other inverts bring, like the Batman clones or Montu or Raptor or Afterburn, you know, those rides. Right, right. Or even Great Bear, I would say, is more forceful. What about Talon? Talon is more forceful, yeah. Talon is okay. more forceful. But Patriot is still really smooth. It's very enjoyable. The Helix actually pulls some good Gs. Uh, remember you, you saying that yeah you, you feel it, it looks in, like middle of the pack i feel like for uh b&m inverts i'd still take it over banshee because it's actually smooth unlike banshee <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all but um uh yeah the helix causes your legs to tingle a bit not like raptors helix that thing causes your legs to go completely numb yeah you can't even feel them by the end of the ride raptors mm-hmm. so good though it is my it number is. three at cedar point but after Patriot, uh, I moved on to Timberwolf. I was a little concerned going into this because it's a Den Corporation coaster. And, you know, Den Woodies are not known for being smooth. Wild one's decent. Uh, that's had a little bit of work done to it, though, in recent mm-hmm. years. Yeah. This one actually got a complete retrack in 2018. I believe it was by GCI, I think. I think. Still rough? If you ride... I rode in the front and then the middle. In the front, it is very tolerable. It's actually fairly smooth. In the middle, it's rough. But not bad for a wooden coaster from 1989 by Din Corporation. <laughs> after, uh, after Timberwolf, I did Mamba. I was looking forward to this because consider- uh, what Worlds of Fun did to it this year, the mid-course break run, they actually only made it one trim and a very light trim. So I was actually looking forward to this. I wrote it three times in the, in row three, third to back and second to back. And I'll say, this is so great. Mamba is so good. Uh, 
it's a heck of a lot better than Steel Force. I'm telling you. Uh, I man, I could see it. I I don't know of many people. Even Nate admitted it. Nate being Mr. Dorney Park, he admitted it that yeah, he prefers it to Steel Force, which he's you know grown up riding. But uh, the, second- the only thing I will say real quick about Mamba, I mean, I I haven't ridden it. Obviously, mm-hmm. you just did, so you can give more insight. But Mamba's Helix is just in like a grass field where Steel Force has the lake and is surrounded by trees, which kind of adds to the ride a little bit. So the scenery around Mamba isn't as cool. However, everyone says the airtime is stronger. The first half, they run the same. I'm telling you that second half with such a light tram, it runs so much faster than Steel Force. The airtime is actually strong. Third to back is the magic row, I feel. The magic seat on Mamba. Everyone was like, uh, third row on Mamba is the magic seat. No, I thought third to back was the magic seat. You actually get go up out of your seat a lot on those return hills on Mamba. You do uh, on Steel Force as well when it's hauling. I'm telling you, man, you got to give it another chance. I've also been on Steel Force where the mid-course has been off. Um, doesn't happen as often as I would like it to, but yeah. when it is off, yeah, that return trip is really good. Um, yeah. But yeah, comparing, I just love those Morgan trains. But yeah, comparing Mamba to Steel Force, same layout, very big difference in how they ride, uh, at least as of right now. Now, quick question. Coming from someone that's ridden, you know, Mamba, Steel Force, Steel Eel, and Phantom's Revenge, when we're talking about Morgan trains, if you had to pick, like, which train do you like better? Which restraints do you think are better? They're both good, from what I've heard, anyway. Like... The way people describe the restraints on Phantom's Revenge is it's like a pool noodle that comes across your waist. Yeah. Uh, I would probably still pick Phantom's Revenge as restraints. Okay. On Steel Force and Mamba, those restraints barely touch you as all, barely touch you at all, too. Do the ones on Phantom's have a seatbelt? No. They don't. Wow. So it's just the. They come across the side on the side. I was going to say, so it's just the bar. It's the just the noodle. lap bar, yeah. <laughs> Essentially just a pool noodle, yeah. Whereas the other Morgan trains have seatbelts. They do the, have seatbelts, on, yeah. tip- on the typical Morgan coasters, yeah. Uh, I went over to Prowler, which at this point was closed. I was disappointed. So I went back and rode Mamba again and then rode Zambezi Zinger again. And at this point, it was about 9 o'clock at night. So I went back and checked Prowler again. I noticed a train was stuck on the lift till and there were maintenance guys in the station working on it. So I figured, okay, I'll give it till 10 o'clock. And if it's not open by 10 o'clock, then I have to leave, unfortunately, and I'll miss it. A miracle happened, and at 9.40, it opened. I was so thankful. By then, a lot of people were waiting in to ride it. And actually, I met a couple of uh, cool dudes while we were waiting for it to open who were coaster enthusiasts. So that was cool. We started up a chat. Nice, nice. Yeah, and uh, of all the coasters there... Which one did you decide to get a t-shirt of? Prowler. Uh, it wasn't uh, that big of a contest either. For what Cool the best, shirt. I like what, that shirt a lot. For what the best coaster is. Yeah, and here's the full shirt. It includes a cat on the bottom. Yeah, people rank it as like a top GCI. Do you have it over Thunderhead being, I, you know, Mr. Dollywood? I do, yeah. <laughs> I do. Yeah. And, uh, and riding Thunderhead again uh, yesterday, yeah, uh, that pretty much confirmed it. Prowler is better. Yeah, Prower looks – it looks up there, man. It really I'm so, does. I'm so used to Thunderhead's 
right-handed drop that when we went down, I was expecting a right-handed drop on Prowler too, and it went down to the left. I was like, oh, that's insane. <laughs> and all your rides were in the pitch darkness, which probably made it so much better. All my rides on Prowler were at night, and all my rides on Mamba were at night too. But my rides on Prowler, I did twice in the back and once in the front. And I got to say, this thing hauls so much butt, it's ridiculous. This is probably... <laughs> This is probably the fastest paced GCI I've ever ridden. It only goes 51 miles an hour, but it feels like it's going like 75 miles an hour. It runs so fast. But um, definitely see that. Worlds of Fun, though, they have a strong top two with Prowler and Mamba and good supporting coasters with Patriot, Timberwolf, and Zambezi Zinger. And then the next day was Friday, October 13th. Yes, I went to a park on Friday the 13th. Go figure. <laughs> <laughs> and you went to a Halloween event, so it makes it even cooler. There, okay, I went to Silver Dollar City next in Branson, Missouri. Of course, I had to hit it up the day after Worlds of Fun. This is one of my favorite parks, and even more so now than compared to how it was two years ago. I hit Time Traveler first, and I swear, this ride never has a short line. Time Traveler is the most popular ride in the park, and it's not close. This ride always has at least a 45-minute line. Uh, everyone wants to ride Time Traveler. So I went for it first. And I loved it two years ago, and I loved it this time, too. It's so good. The restraints, okay, the restraints do staple you. But on a ride like this, I think it's actually better that they staple you. Because, I mean, this is an inversion-based coaster, not an airtime-based coaster. Right, right. The drop out of the station is insane. It's a 90-degree drop straight out of the station. Talk about starting a ride with a bang, dude. Yeah. Very, very cool. Would you say the second launch is more powerful than the first because it's already, you know, got that momentum? Yes. Um, Sounds about right. I'll say, though, the um, the airtime hill going into the launch really surprised me this time. I liked it two years ago, but, man, was it good this time. Mm -hmm. So that was open. Powder keg was not, you said? Powder keg was not, unfortunately. I wrote it two years ago. It was not open all day, and it didn't even look like they even tried to open it. I'm guessing they had a problem with the launch. Those air-compressed launch coasters are notorious for being problematic. Yeah. Which is disappointing because they're really freaking good, including... Was it Premier, SNS? Who did Powder Kick? Originally, a Premier coaster turned into an SNS coaster. Okay, so... I got the two manufacturers right at release. It started out as a premier water coaster and then it got transformed into an SNS air launch coaster. Okay. Yep. Yep. I remember reading that now. But um yeah, Wildfires, uh the B and M sit down coaster, uh way in the back of the park. And I gotta say, uh I really enjoy Wildfire. I, Wildfire is a very strong looping coaster. I really enjoyed it. Uh, would you say in the middle of the pack between Hulk and Kumba, or are you still prefer um, Kumba? I'd say I'd pr I'm not sure, actually. Hulk is for sure better. Uh, I'd probably put Kumba and Wildfire uh, about the same level. I'll say uh, Wildfire, uh, is it as intense as Hulk or Kumba? No, not quite. Hulk and Kumba, those bring the positive G-forces. You're feeling it all over the place during those rides. Wildfire, not as much. Wildfire is a bit more graceful, but I actually think that works into its favor because I think Kumba gets a little too intense at times. Same with Hulk. 
I could see it. Yeah, Hulk is wild, man. Love it to death, but yeah, it's, you can only ride it so many times. Uh, Wildfire. I also love Wildfire's uh, drop. I've only ever ridden Wildfire in the back row, and every time I go to Silver Dollar City, I'll probably always ride it in the back because the airtime going down that drop is so good. You wouldn't expect it for a B&M looping coaster. The setting, the setting around it is super cool. Everyone gets that shot from that bridge of yeah. the Cobra Roll. Yeah, and it's very smooth, too. Some B&M looping coasters have a rattle. This one does not. Wildfire is still very smooth, which is good. Yeah, I hate to admit it, but Hydra at Dorney Park has... Oh, Hydra is so awful with its rattle. Yeah, it's gotten kind of a rattle within the last couple of years where town on the other hand is still smooth as ever but yeah you're right you do notice it on some b&m loopers now but yeah fortunately not wildfire whereas kumba does have a, a noticeable rattle wildfire does not which is and hulk is still as smooth as ever i think hulk, hulk is smooth but that's because of the retrack i think oh that's right it had a retrack what was that 2016 2016 yeah yeah but um, next I did um, Outlaw Run, the uh, the original RMC wooden coaster. Looks uh, all right. Uh, probably it is a bit rough for an RMC, but it's still so insane. It's still the best ride in the park and the best coaster in Missouri. Still, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh, nah, Prow- I don't know. Prower could give it a run for its money. I thought Prow. Okay. I'm not going to say anything because I'm going to do a top 10 coasters in Missouri. Now that I've been to all three Missouri parks, I'm going to do a top 10 coasters in Missouri video soon. But you can confirm that they're both at the very top. Yes, they're one and two for Missouri coasters. Okay, you're just not going to reveal which one. Correct, yeah. Okay. But um, next, next was Fire in the Hole, the original Fire in the Hole that's closing at the end of December, sadly. Um. Shout out to CJ when CJ was on the podcast. He gave, you know, Blazing Fury all the love. (laughs) Yeah, I still think Fire in the Hole is better. It had a long, long wait all day, like 40 minutes. Eventually, I decided to just suck it up and wait for it because I would never get to ride it again after this. Right. So I waited it out. And uh, I actually, I did it twice. The second time, I only waited about 15 minutes for it. Uh, I got put in the back both times, ironically. <laughs> but um, oh, it's assigned seating. You can't choose. Yeah. Comparing it to Blazing Fury, I think Fire in the Hole is still a little better. I like the storyline better. And it has a way better ending with the splashdown. Their layouts are pretty They're keeping much... the splashdown, right? Yes, which I'm so okay, happy. Good. I'm so happy about that. Yeah, good, but, good. But um, I their layouts are almost identical, Fire in the Hole and Blazing Fury. Nice. And the last coaster I rode was Thunderation, the Arrow Mine train. This was on one train all day. The second train was in pieces on the transfer track. Better than Delonica Mine train? For sure. It's not even close. I didn't really care for that one. It was all right. But um, actually, the ride I got on Thunderation, uh, the train was in sync with the train on Time Traveler, so they went by each other at exactly the same time. It was pretty cool. Oh, that is cool. Nice. Mm-hmm. So those were the coasters I did, but I did a few other things. I did American Plunge, which was the log flume. Now, you might be wondering why I did a log flume in October. I'm a sucker for log flumes. This one, it has some really nice theming, but the final drop is a soaker. Did you get drenched? 
Uh, a little bit. A little bit up here. Fortunately, not uh, below the waist, thankfully. Okay, so you didn't have to walk around in uh, wet sneakers all day. Yeah, thankfully. And I sat in the front of the log so my um, shoes would stay dry. Yeah, yeah, that's a smart move. Uh, I also did the flooded mine, which is the old dark ride. And this is just weird. It is so old and it's weird. But you can't help but like it, if I'm completely honest. I don't think I know what that is. You I knew they had a dark ride, but I'm not entirely sure what you're talking about. So what is it? Uh, it's a shooting dark ride. You get in this little boat. You go through this like makeshift mine where you shoot at targets and the like m- the mine like. Uh, Maybe start- I've seen a video of it. Now that you say it, but no, the mine, it's cool. The mine like starts to flood as you go through it. Okay. Dollywood cool. actually. Built-in house. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Dollywood right. used to have this as well, but they got rid of it in the nineties. And now that I've ridden Silver Dollar Cs, I wish Dollywood still had theirs. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say though the guns the guns are really hard to shoot at. They're really big and really heavy. It's better to just hold the gun with one hand and shoot with two fingers on the other hand. That's what I do on Justice League. Uh huh. And uh, two other things I did. I did Grandfather's Mansion. This is a funhouse walkthrough type thing. The like rooms are tilted, the floors are tilted, stuffs hanging down from the ceiling upside down. That's always cool. I'm sure it's very popular during this time of year as well. <laughs> Probably. It's very short, though. It's way too short. You could go through the whole thing in like a minute and a half. Do you have to wait for it? Do they only send no, a certain no. amount of people in? No, you can just walk right through it. Uh, okay. At That's your own cool. pace. You actually enter at the top and then exit on the bottom level. Okay. Nice. Which I, which I thought was interesting. And then the last thing I did, I did the Marvel Cave Tour. This was something I intended to do two years ago. I ran out of time two years ago, but I got the chance to do it this year. First time? Yeah, and I got to say, this is so cool. It's included with your one-day admission to Sewer Dollar City, which is really nice. Nice. Our our tour guide, Nathan, was awesome. He was very knowledgeable, but he was funny. He was, like, cracking jokes along the tour, and it was really funny. Yeah, you always have a better experience when you come across an employee that, you know, cares about their job and you know is having a good time if, he, if your tour guide is having a good time you're gonna have a good time yeah and i'll say uh you really gain a new appreciation for silver dollar city after you do the cave tour you really do yeah it sounds cool i, f- I honestly forgot that they have like all these other side attractions to do outside of the coasters i mean i know they have great food there did yeah. you eat any food while you were there yes i had one meal there i ate at rivertown smokehouse which is over by mystic river falls I got uh, the chicken tenders with mac and cheese and tater tots, and it was so good. Hershen does their food very well, and this was no exception. There you go. Yeah, I like all three of those foods. Can't go wrong there. And last park that you visited was Magic Springs for the first time. Yeah, this was in uh, Hot Springs, Arkansas. And to get there from Silver Dollar City, you drive through four hours of nothing. Nice. Did you yeah. listen to a podcast or anything I, to kill time? Yeah, I listened to some music uh, along the way. Which Okay. Yeah, you couldn't be my friend Zach. He drives in silence. No music, no radio. I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I have to have something on. I will go absolutely insane. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's four hours of nothing, uh, the drive between Silver Dollar City and Magic Springs. Mm-hmm. So um, Magic Springs... The one coaster they're really known for is X-Coaster. And I gotta say, this was probably the most surprising coaster on the whole trip. It is so intense. It's short, but it's intense. And the hang time at the top when you go upside down on the lift hill is crazy. 
Isn't it the same trains as Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket? Yes. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. Uh, cool. uh, X Coaster and Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket, they're the two notable Mauer coasters in uh, North America. I'll say... It's like Mauer's take on a Skyrocket 2. Yeah, which I actually think this is better than a Skyrocket 2. It's more intense. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Cool. I'll say the restraints, uh, they come across on the side, kind of like how Timberliner trains, the lap bars come across on the side, these lap bars come across on the side. Yeah, just except with no touchscreen this time to select your song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously. But uh, going up the vertical lift hill, I was actually kind of nervous, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, yeah. This That's ride the, is that the tallest ride just in general at Magic Springs? I think so. Yeah, because they really. That's the only coaster I really know much or anything about at Magic Springs. What else do they have? Okay, they have a coaster I did not ride, a wooden coaster called Arkansas Twister. This actually closes after Labor Day weekend every year along with the water park because it's in the water park. That's got to be weird in the summer. You just walk through the water park to get to one ride? Yes. Mm -hmm. I was not aware of this ride being closed at this time of year. This was probably my fault for not doing my research on this, but uh, I missed out on that. But oh, well. That gives you a reason to go back. Yeah, um, they have one of the worst roller coasters I've ever ridden, Gauntlet. This might actually be the worst Vekoma SLC I've done. It's just so shaky. It has so much headbanging. Another SLC, another one and done. I did it first to get it out of the way to, uh, so the other coasters would be better. Mm-hmm. Um, Diamond Mind Run, this is the ENF Kitty Coaster, which you can ride without a kid. And it was actually really good. You actually get some laterals around the final turn, which was which I did not expect for a kitty coaster. That's cool. Nice. So that, so that was kind of cool. We love ENF Milers here on Thrill Life, aka they, Hurricane at Fun Spot Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the last coaster there is Dollywood's Old Mine Train, uh, which is called Big Bad John, which I actually think is a pretty funny name. It almost sounds like the name of a bathroom. yeah i could see that if you're if you get any crazy ideas keep them to yourself but um (laughs) um this is really good for a mine train i gotta say it really is uh it was relocated twice and it's still glass smooth i'll say i'll say the thing that surprised me the most about magic springs was the food i ate at this sit down mexican place and it was so good why does that not surprise me at all you and mexican man I know, but um, <laughs> the food I thought was definitely better than the roller coasters were at uh, Magic Springs. Atmosphere pretty good. Atmosphere is okay. The park layout is weird though. Much like Silver Dollar City, the park layout is very, very confusing. The roller coasters are in the back of the park. The water park is actually in the front half of the park. Gotcha. All but right. uh, uh, for everything runs one train. The coasters there all only have one train. Mm-hmm. So they it's fiz- so it's impossible for them to run two. How many like how many rows does X Coaster have? Six? Yeah, six, yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. X Coaster can physically only run one train, same with uh Diamond Mine run. But Arkansas Twister and it looks Go- like a skyrocket too, yeah. But Arkansas Twister and Gauntlet and um, Big Bad John, those could all run two trains if they wanted to, but they all only have one train. Yeah, X Coaster. It's got to be kind of bad for capacity, though. It is. 
I'll say the operations are abysmally bad at that park. The lo- the shortest dispatch I saw was around three minutes. Three minutes. Wow. Okay. Yeah, the, the operations are just bad. And actually, this was something I that's, found. That's pretty bad. Yeah. That's this really was something. Bad. This was something I found very weird. Before they let you in through the uh, air gates, uh, the ride ops they come by and verbally tell you, "Hey, welcome to this ride. In order to ride this ride, you must wear shirts." shoes and shorts at all times blah 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 i thought that was weird i'd never seen that in another park before. oh they don't have like a recording that they play in the station mm, no they have the ride ops come by and verbally tell the guests themselves oh they should get paid more than the normal <laughs> ride up they got to go through that same spiel all day i know oh, man. but this is uh you know magic springs is owned by premier parks the same company that owns a lich gardens and one other park i can't remember what the other one was um, they owned Clementon for a couple years. Okay. Before Gene Staples took over, obviously. I'll say X-Coaster is the saving grace for their coaster collection. Because even though I didn't ride Arkansas Twister, I've heard it's smooth but airtimeless. Gotcha. Okay. Sometimes you you want that on an older wooden coaster, like Great American Scream Machine at Six Flags Over Georgia. It had maybe two airtime moments, but yeah. it's just enjoyable. Yeah, X Coaster made the whole day worth it at that park, though, for me. It is easily the best Mauer coaster I've experienced. Nice. Yeah, glad to hear that. So, is that it? Instead of flying home, you drove home. Yeah, uh, yeah. Long drive home. And I actually hit the little uh, SBS spinning coaster in Cordova uh, along the way home. So now I have every single coaster in Tennessee. I think I might be the first enthusiast to be able to say that. There you go. Nice. Every, every single coaster in my home state, baby. Yes. I don't have every credit in New Jersey yet. I still got like five I have to go to. I've never been to Keensburg. I've never been to Land of Make Believe, which is like upstate New Jersey, almost in like New York. Almost. Yeah. 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 It's like almost in New York, like the kind of like uh, north of American Dream Mall. All right. All right. Um, we- so, yeah. Yeah, now we need to move on. That took a while. Mm. So our first of five topics. Glad you had a good time on your trip, though, dude. I know you were looking forward to that. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Nice. All right, so American Heartland, a brand-new theme park in Oklahoma, has officially set a date for groundbreaking. So the park is expected to be around 125 acres. So to give you all an idea, the same as, like, Magic Kingdom, which is a decently sized amusement park magic kingdom is huge yeah but the groundbreaking for this is actually is set for october 30th which uh is next week when we're as of when we're recording this oh yeah right actually actually the rv park and campgrounds groundbreaking will be first then the theme parks will come after it this will be in uh, i'm sorry if i mispronounced this Venita, oklahoma it's like an hour from tulsa Okay. The concept concept, big major city there. Yeah, the concept art for this uh theme park it included an Intamin launch coaster, a GCI wooden coaster, an SNS tower, a log flume, and a pirate themed dark ride for the notable attractions. And it's gonna be a privately owned park, like there's no chain, right? Yeah, although the uh people behind it used to work with Disney. Did they? Okay. I did not read that. I'm a little iffy on this topic i didn't get to do all my research but yeah again i did 
I did read that it's going to be about the same size as Magic Kingdom, which I thought was a interesting fact to throw in there. So when you have people from Disney there, you got people who are very good with theme parks. Yeah, they definitely know what they're doing. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's really not much else to say about this topic. I'm sure we'll be following the construction for this park mm-hmm. over time, and we'll see how it all turns out once yeah. it officially opens. Yeah. So next up, uh, Funtown Splashtown in USA. Uh, just a few days ago, they got a shipment from Gravity Group. Excalibur is getting pre-cut track put on it. And to that, I give it two thumbs up. Because unlike the Titan track, the pre-cut track <coughs> is not ruining wooden coasters. It's making them better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really don't know much about this park. I've heard... A few people talk about Excalibur. It looks decent. It's a CCI. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't. It's, it's the it's the lone major coaster at Funtown Splashtown. They do also have a Wild Mouse. I wish I. It, it still kind of surprises me that they don't have a Kitty coaster like at all, or like an SBF spinner. I could see that at a park like that. So I think this will be good for Excalibur. Uh, it's the it's probably the best coaster in Maine and probably the second best wooden coaster in the new england area behind of course boulder dash mm-hmm. right yeah um looks good um again even if it was an overly smooth ride um you can never go wrong with the pre-cut track that's only going to make it better so yeah because when i rode grizzly and the beast this year those got pre-cut track and that made them a heck of a lot better yeah, yeah. No, you can't be mad at the park for going with this choice. It's Gravity Group has such a great track record. They've only been around for what, like ten less than ten years now? No, about fifteen ish. Is it about fifteen? You know what I f- find uh kind of interesting and kind of cool is the people who founded Den Corporation went to f- went to go on. Sorry, I said that wrong. The people who started Ding Corporation, went on to start GCI, and then went on to start Gravity Group. Yeah, so they started somewhere, and they kind of just, you know, built their way up. And mm-hmm. again, everyone same. seems to be happy with Gravity Group, so they're doing something right. Same people, third company. Yeah, that's a cool fact. I did not know that, actually. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. All right, so yeah, we'll be following that as well. And um, yeah, couldn't go wrong with Gravity Group. Yeah. All right. Next up, we're going to talk about this all new attraction that is coming to Gardaland in 2024. It's going to replace Sequoia Adventure. Yeah, which is kind of depressing because I was hoping Sequoia Adventure or Sequoia Magic Loop, as it was also known as, I was hoping this would reopen. It was SBNO all of last year. Unfortunately, it got removed earlier this year. Mm hmm. Uh, it was one of only three SNS Screaming Squirrels ever built. <laughs> Such a weird name. I know. It had three what were called saxophone inversions. Another weird name. Uh-huh. But um, this new ride, it's going to go in the area that Sequoia Adventure previously uh, took up. It's right in the middle of Shaman, which is their Vacoma uh, looping coaster. So we have no idea what they're going to add. Okay. I couldn't we, find anything on we, this. We have a little bit. Of, we have a pretty good guess. So first off, we do know that the new ride will 
feature a theme inspired by the Native Americans. We knew we know it'll have a Native American theme to it. The popular rumor right now is some sort of drop tower, probably a croc drop tower. Okay. They already have an Intamin drop tower called Space Vertigo, but this would be a smaller drop tower. I've heard of that drop tower. Yeah, I've heard of that one. So that's the popular rumor for what it could be. All right. And then we have two more here. Mm-hmm. So I want to give my thoughts a little bit on this one. This one I do have some background knowledge on. So yeah. Disney's Blizzard Beach water park will finally reopen on november 6 however that means typhoon lagoon will close again surprise surprise so i had asked jason about this is this like a staffing issue because the last time that both blizzard beach and typhoon lagoon were both open at the same time was you know pre-pandemic so we're talking maybe like 2019 i want to say no I don't think staffing has ever been an issue at Disney. Um, I think because the two water parks were closed for so long, about two and a half years between COVID and when they reopened again, I think that uh, they are needing a lot of refurbishments now to get them back to 100% again. Yeah, I guess, you, you know, you look back and there were how many years where they were both open at the same time blizzard beach is a little bit newer than typhoon lagoon i'm guessing but, um, i'm guessing like probably 25 years because uh typhoon lagoon i think was 1989 and then blizzard beach i think was 1994 or 95 yeah again i know it's a little bit newer like by a couple years but no nah, there was like a number of years there where they were both open at the same time and neither yeah. park needed this so-called annual maintenance. But when I saw this news report drop, I was like, Oh, finally, they're both going to be open at the same time. And nope. then turns out I was wrong. Depressing. Uh... A brand new roller coaster tycoon game is coming soon to consoles like Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, switch, etc. So, yeah. So to get into context, the original Roller Coaster Tycoon game, or RCT game, as a lot of people like to say, it came out in 1999. It's a computer game. And coming November 1st, 2023, is Roller Coaster Tycoon Adventures Deluxe. Yeah, I might actually purchase this. I have Planet Coaster both. Well, actually, no, I technically don't have planet coaster on a console anymore because i traded my xbox one into gamestop for a ps5 so i gotta get planet coaster again i still have hmm. it on my uh pc though i love planet coaster i've always liked roller coaster tycoon as well but yeah so, this this will be available on uh, good games this will be available on xbox playstation 4 playstation 5 and nintendo switch Mm-hmm. yeah super cool um, Which I don't play this game. Uh, I'm not uh, big of a, that big of a video game person. But being that I do have a Nintendo Switch, I may actually consider purchasing this. Yeah, no, it looks super cool, and um, it's cool to see that you know they're adding a new Roller Coaster Tycoon game because. Yeah, I'd say that Planet Coaster is definitely more popular now, but you can't forget that this was the original roller coaster video game. 
Yeah, and it's looking like it'll be released November 1st. Oh, okay, yeah, so very soon. Um, I'm going to look into this stuff. This is super cool. I had no idea about it until you told me, and then you said we should talk about it. So I, I didn't we'll know about it there. either until I uh, found out on Screamscape. Okay, so what is your favorite spooky slash Halloween-themed roller coaster? So for me, I think my favorite Halloween-themed roller coaster, it's, I guess, kind of themed to Halloween. I'm going to go Phantom's Revenge at Kennywood, whether you consider that Halloween-themed or not. I thought you would have went with one of the wooden coasters at Holiday World, to be honest. I, th- I thought about saying Legend, but... Uh, I still prefer Fans Revenge. Uh, well, over, what? Legend over and Raven or Halloween and then Voyage is Thanksgiving? Yeah. Okay. But I would still, I would take uh, Phantom's Revenge over all of those. Or, well, not over Voyage, but that's not th- that's not Halloween. But anyways, um, yeah, I'd probably go Phantom's Revenge. I'll say, though, for coasters that actually have a Halloween theme, Legend at Holiday World. Okay, cool. Um, this is both spooky and has, you could argue, it's based off a movie, but you could argue it's uh, Halloween-themed as well. I'm going to go with Revenge of the Mummy at Universal Studios Florida. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, thank you all so much for watching. Uh, have a safe and happy Halloween, everyone. We'll be back in November because uh, we got some big stuff coming up in November with IAPA coming up soon. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. It'll... That was like, what, our fourth episode when we talked about IAPA last year? I think it was actually our eighth episode, I think. I think. I just remember calling Arctic Rescue um, Arctic Adventure the entire time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was funny. But anyways, thank you all so much for watching. Please like, comment, and subscribe. And this is Coasters and Things and Beyond the Thrills. Signing out.